Welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast, folks. Today is March 9th, 2020, which means I'm on day 86 of 365 straight days that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, movies, news, music, sports, entertainment, and all things except politics. New movie review, folks. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn, or whatever the hell it's called. The movie itself is way better than the extremely long and ridiculous name. Margot Robbie was incredible and stayed in character so well I was astounded. Ewan McGregor was as good as vi- a villain as any could be. His tantrums and uncontrollable rage was perfect through and through. I loved everything about this movie, including the edgy girl power team-up that occurred at the end and the DC slash Warner Brothers stayed true to their darker-than-Marvel bad boy image with tons of cussing, violence, and all-around badassery. If you are a CW channel-loving, anti-rated R, NRA-disapproving, man-hating vegan, then you'll hate this movie. Otherwise, what is not to love? I give it an 8 out of 10, and I would totally watch it again if only for the sequence where Harley Quinn explains her devotion and love shifting from the Joker to her favorite egg sandwich made with low-quality ingredients from her local short-order chef. She never gets a chance to eat it until the bitter end of the movie, and it is awesome. 8 out of 10, go see Birds of Prey and the fantabulous blah, 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 Harley Quinn. Of course, I have to address that the Lakers beat the Clippers. But I'm not going to lie, folks. I'm blaming that entire game on Morris. Marcus Morris, that guy, man, he was 0 for 9 including seven missed threes. Had he made two or three of them, the Clippers would have won the game. It was pathetic. Had we not even traded for him, somebody else would have filled in the blanks, and I'm pretty sure the Clippers would have won in the Battle of L.A. against the super lame Lakers. Either way, this is not showing what will happen in the playoffs. They're going to step it up once the postseason starts, I'm certain. So not to be worried, although the Battle of L.A. was won yesterday by the Lakers, it will not be when they face off in the postseason, which is inevitable because with the Lakers being in first, they'll play the eighth seed. With the Clippers being in second, they'll play the sixth or the seventh seed. And either way, they're going to beat those teams with ease quickly and eventually face off in the Western Conference Finals, I'm almost positive, and we will then see who the true kings of L.A. is, and I'm pretty sure it'll be Jerry West's Clippers, led by the best players in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly, Montrez Harrell, Zubats, everybody. I'm telling you, this team is is generally unstoppable. Steve Ballmer is going to have a heart attack when they win the Western Conference Finals this year and freak out. It's going to be awesome. Wait for it. It will happen, I assure you. Now, this story's nuts, folks. So apparently two women 
They used to hang out all the time. They were besties, right? They they met when they were young at a party. They clicked just right off the bat. They both had the same gap in their teeth, high cheekbones. You know, they looked identical. And people all around them would always say that they seemed like sisters. Well, it turns out recently, folks, they did a DNA test for fun, and they are sisters. They didn't know this whatsoever until they randomly saw a picture of some family members online which brought people together and word started spreading between old family friends that romantic connections had been involved outside of what one of the girls thought was her actual father who was not her real father was the biological father of her best friend who she didn't know the entire time was actually her sister. That is crazy. Now, knowing who her real dad is, and she has kids, you know, mind you, she has children, he gained a daughter, a full-grown adult daughter, and grandchildren in a day. This is an incredible story of just family coming together and just being where they should be, which is by each other's sides, and two best friends finding out they're actually sisters. How incredible is that? Look it up, folks. It's awesome. It's the Wimbleys and the Thomas families coming together to find out that they're actually related. What a wonderful story that is. Yay! Well, folks, it's official. The CDC, yes, the Center for Disease Control, finally says and warns against traveling by cruise ship. Well, no shit, you dumbasses. Like, we haven't noticed that that's a bad idea. I'm pretty sure even if you live under a rock in the freaking Australian outback, you know that it's not smart to be on a cruise ship right now with the coronavirus everywhere. I mean, come on. You finally come out with that warning? Like, why would you even come out and say that? Now you're just making us feel like you believe we're stupid. Like, we need you to warn us not to go on a cruise ship when all around the world there's cruise ships that can't dock anywhere because the coronavirus is infested around the whole ship, and nobody wants them in their country. This is ridiculous. But of course, here in the beautiful sanctuary state of California, we're docking a coronavirus-infested cruise ship as we speak into the Oakland Bay, which doesn't bother me. It's quite a ways away from San Diego. It really is. But that's still a little disheartening in the fact that Any minute, some of those peeps could drive down here to go back to where they live, wherever they're from, with the coronavirus, you know, tagging along and spread it around in SoCal like they surely will do. In fact, some folks believe that on account of there not being a cure or vaccine for the coronavirus, that we'll all get it eventually and you might as well get it now and try and get over it so that you become immune. Yes, the fact that there's no way to prevent it from spreading, 
and there's no, you know, vaccine to stop people from getting it. There's no cure for the people that already have it. You just have to assume it'll exponentially grow and spread throughout the entire globe until every person gets it. So you just better hope that your immune system's strong. You've been sucking down Herbal Life shakes and doing what you got to do to stay healthy, eating veggies, fruits, you know, whatever you need, exercising a lot, because otherwise you are going down when you get hit up by the corona and it's gonna happen. Folks, it looks like the state of Oregon is thinking about taking away the spring forward and fall back hour just as Arizona did. Yes, they're going to keep the time the same all year round, have no time change, and thus leave Oregonians in an even further state of depression and rain-filled days. This will then mean darker days begin earlier and brighter mornings start later, which I have to assume will take a psychological toll on Folks who already have it rough in the darkness of the Pacific Northwest. One of the reasons I had to get out was because I too was susceptible to this. I would wake up and see the clouds hovering above me. Every time I stepped foot of my house, out of my house up there, it would begin to rain on me. And it would get so dark so early sometimes, it would just feel like every day was a waste. To continue that and enhance it even further by taking away spring forward and fall back would surely unleash an absolute pandemic of its own of pure depression and sadness in a place that already struggles with both. I'm afraid this idea is not smart. This is one of the dumb ideas for the entire state that I hope does not happen because I believe that every state has thought about this before. Why do we have the time change? It's stupid. We shouldn't have it anymore. But it, it's there to help you get the best sleep possible to extend the summer nights so that you enjoy the sunshine as best as you can and to make it to where that the fall and winter evenings begin a little bit earlier so that you can bundle up and begin to get warm in your house in the evening time. And this has to remain the same. Changing it will only make things just chaotic, I'm certain. So let's all agree that that idea is dumb and we should keep the time change as it is and not rid the beautiful state of Oregon of their chances for better sleep and longer summer nights. Well, folks, The Rock is facing backlash, and so is Brie Larson, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, just because they support the movie Mulan. Yes, the live-action adaptation of the 98 cartoon movie Mulan is coming out soon, and anyone who expresses... Any sort of positivity towards the movie online immediately gets ripped to shreds by the citizens of Beijing, all because the main actress in the movie expressed her support 
for the Beijing police, who, of course, as we all know, just conduct extreme brutality towards protesters who are against, you know, the way they handle themselves and handle citizens in Beijing. Now, I just think that we're reaching really far to get offended now. So now, a loosely based person who has nothing to do really with the movie whatsoever, like The Rock or Brie Larson, can't even say a positive word about a movie which has an actress in it who one time on Twitter said she supports the police in a country or in a city where they hate the police because of the brutality they always show upon their citizens and protesters. This is like the farthest reach ever to get offended by something. This this is like not even connected anymore. This is ridiculous. This just makes no sense and people are getting butt hurt over nothing. So man up, people of the world. Stop being such a bunch of pussies. That's what I'm going to say. Yes, I'm going to use a derogatory term, which I'm sure offends everybody because, oh, it's a portion of the female anatomy. How could I use that to describe what these people are? Am I to say then that I hate women because I used the term pussies to describe it? No, all right? I'm using the term because they're being pussies. So stop. You know, let people support a film, whether you like the actress in it or not, or what she had to say on Twitter, who the hell cares? You know, it's all about supporting the film itself. It looks like it'll be awesome. And I, too, agree with what The Rock and Brie Larson said, that it's highly anticipated, and I'm sure it'll be great. Give us all some backlash if you will. We do not care. Jungle Bubbles, folks. Let's talk about Jungle Bubbles. And I don't mean the stomach pain you get when you eat a bowl of really spicy noodles in Thailand. Because I could consider that called Jungle Bubbles. It definitely is going to cause me an issue. But what I'm talking about here, folks, is sleeping in a bubble in the jungle to be among elephants at night. Yes, this is a real thing. And you know what? I have no idea why. Who in their right mind wants to sleep next to elephants? This doesn't even make sense at all. Like, does it make you feel good when you're asleep next to other things? You're not enjoying them while you're sleeping. This isn't fun. I could sleep next to anything and I wouldn't know it because I'm asleep. I like to be awake around things that I care about. So instead of a jungle bubble, how about you just continue traditional tours in the daytime and you get to ride elephants. That's what you do in Thailand. Although right now with the coronavirus scare, I would expect that I would want to stay in the bubble the entire time I was there to avoid getting corona. The bubble itself would be a protective barrier for me against floating around diseases that I can't control 
which is why I'm not in Thailand right now. I'm going to visit someday. It'll be great. I'm going to go to Bangkok and Phuket, which, by the way, why does it seem like every major city name in Thailand could be American bad words? Fuck it and Bangkok. I mean, <laughs> need I say more? I don't think I have to explain those two words in in English, but of course, that's the names they go with in Thailand. They don't consider the English versions of these names when choosing them. They're just words that mean something else in Thai. We don't know what they mean. They could mean anything, but we know what banging a cock is, and we know when somebody says fuck it, that it's because they don't care about something, and they're over it. But I say to these elephant night bubbles in Thailand, jungle bubbles, if you will, fuck it, unless you're inside trying to bang some cock. Which, by the way, there's a ton of that in Thailand, both male and looks like female, but actually is tranny. You gotta be careful out there. Boy, are some of these lady boys feminine looking. It's time for the pushing of the Peter Gabbard podcast we've all been waiting for. And that is Real Stories brought to you by Peter Timothy Hanks. And today, folks, I'm going to tell you another crazy story of intoxication. When I was about 14, I would hang out at my friend Mike Bishop's house. Now, the reason we hung out there was because he had no dad growing up, and his mom was, I would say, laid back, but instead, I must admit, she suffered from severe sleep apnea. So, at any given time throughout the day, she would rest her head on her arms and then just fall asleep. So, we could get away with whatever we wanted because she wouldn't be aware or awake to stop us. So, we would go there all the time to party it up, and act as if we were we were being good or just hanging out as friends do, when in reality, it was specifically the place where we went to get faded. One of those many times, we ended up with a bag of shrooms, a bottle of Percocet, a bunch of liquor, and of course, the general items we already had, which was weed and cigarettes. So, after smoking some cigarettes and the normal amount of weed, we decided to start drinking, and after getting fairly buzzed off the booze, we of course deemed it the correct choice to eat a bunch of mushrooms. So, this was one of the first times I ever did shrooms, and I didn't really know what to expect. I took a handful of shrooms, probably about an eighth, smashed them straight up, just chewed them. You know, I had no method back then, I just did the old school, eat them like potato chips, and they all got stuck in my teeth, and I gagged them down, and it was disgusting. So I slugged them down with some more booze, and, you know, I didn't know how fast they would hit me, because I expected it to be an instant high. Well, it is not. Anyone who has done shrooms knows it takes, at the very least, 20 minutes to feel anything, but about an hour to really get going. So, in my impatient state, I decided I needed to get more effed up. So, I took some of the Percocet. Yes, not really knowing how that would affect me either, or how long it would take, I slugged it down with some more, 
you guessed it, alcohol. So at that time, I was then high on weed, beginning to feel the effects of the shroom, and had Percocet floating around through my body. So it did not take long until my weak little 14-year-old body began to reject all of this. And I puked like a champion. I'm talking just vomit shot out of me like a cannon. I was projectile vomiting in my friend Bishop's backyard all over his what is a very low-quality garden anyways, but if there was any plants there, they were surely going to be destroyed by this projectile vomiting of shroom, Percocet, and alcohol mixture. And I was in a world I could not describe to you right now because I forced myself to forget about it. It was so intense. I remember laying on the ground with my face in the dirt because I couldn't even lift up my head to vomit again. I would just vomit while laying there. I would have friends periodically checking on me, offering me water, more alcohol, stupidly, a cigarette. I didn't want any of that. I couldn't think. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear. I could only vomit. I sat there for hours. I'm talking six Hours went by as I was in a state of sheer inebriation to the very point where I actually thought it had only been like an hour and the sun began to go down. I mean, this all started at like 10 a.m. in the summer. The sun began to set and people were leaving my friend's house after having partied all day and having fun. And I wondered what happened. Why was it getting dark? And they explained to me, well, you've actually been in Bishop's backyard puking and sick for six hours long. That is what happens when you mix alcohol, weed, shrooms, and Percocet. Don't ever do it. It's a stupid choice. In fact, don't do Percocet at all. It's a man-made substance. You can overdose on it. It is just a bad choice to take pills. They are chemical compounds, the likes of which you have no idea what they truly are because you were not there when they were created and they're not grown naturally like things such as shrooms, tobacco, marijuana, cocaine. Percocet is a bad choice always. Alcohol, also the same. You can't really tell who made it, how it was made, what's in it. You can only guess. So in my opinion... I would always, from this point on, if I was you or me or anyone, steer clear of pills, especially mixing them with any type of other stuff, but do shrooms, because by all means, they are fantastic, and I always recommend them, and I still have some in my freezer right now. I appreciate you listening today, folks. It means the world to me. Please spread the word on my podcast. Tell your friends. Let everyone know the Peter Gabbett podcast is the best way to get your daily news, movie reviews, and all that stuff. I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, folks, sometimes there is a rap song or two out there that is so absolutely terrible in its quality and lyric content that I have to play it for fun to get a good laugh 
and to remind myself that sometimes the biggest dumbasses in the world become rich off things that suck. And one of those exact examples is Slob on My Knob by Project Pat and the 3-6 Mafia. So for your enjoyment, here it is. Slob on my knob, like corn on the cob. Check in with me, and do your job. Lay on the bed, and give me head. Don't have to ask, don't have to beg. Juicy is my name, sex is my game. Let's call the boys, let's run a train. Squeeze on my nuts, lick on my butt. The natural curly hair, please don't touch. First find a mate, second find a place. Hollywood sucks on dick, does it real good. She'll give you money, fill up your tummy. House full of kids, parents all sparky. Once had a down, backyard ground. Hit it from the back, enjoy the sound. Name undercover, always used the rubber. Till I got caught, fucking with a mother. She blamed it on me, we fought in the street. She pulled out a knife, so I had to flee. Called up the boys, went to a house. Street, Nash Street. 